Welcome to Wiseish with Dr. Kavita Sun. In this podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you all the tools that I learned over the last 10 plus years to be able to go from feeling overwhelmed emotionally and struggling in my relationships to now being able to have emotional maturity, steadiness and thriving relationships and to be able to set and achieve big goals. It took me a long time and a lot of trial and tribulation to get to this point. And my goal in sharing this podcast is to hopefully shorten your time gap to get to where you want to go. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Well, hello, hello. How are you, my dear listener? Today I've got a treat for you. One of my favorite topics in the world and the one that is most requested by you guys and from our clients is how to communicate better. Right? And I think there's so much information on communication out there, but to me it all falls short because it only works if the other person is also willing to learn those communication tools and to have a back and forth and to listen as well as you are listening and all these things right but what if you're in a conversation with somebody who doesn't have these skills and tools and has no way or no interest in learning them how then are you going to get across your deepest feelings and needs and understand their deepest feelings and needs that's what i'm going to show you in today's episode it is fantabulastic it's a ta- it's an excerpt from a talk i gave in a f- women's physicians group that has several thousand members and i just took a little portion of that talk and put it here the best part of that talk is here as a podcast episode you may have to increase your volume to be able to hear it since it was originally a video so but enjoy it really apply it take notes this will change your life enjoy we're going to be doing today is actually talking about how to have a different sort of conversation a new way to have old conversations basically you know all of us whether it's with our parents or our siblings or our spouses or sometimes even our older children we have these repetitive things that we get stuck in right you know what i'm talking about i have them too every relationship there's at least two or three repetitive issues that you analyze until the cows come home and then you just get fed up and you don't talk about it anymore but you're stuck in your viewpoint and when the topic does again get opened up maybe because it was inevitable or somebody else opened up the topic you go back into the same cycle right you take the stance that you always take the other person takes the stance that they always take and you're off to the races so this live today i wanted to try to give you guys some ways of thinking that would bring some newness to this same old same old right that's the goal so if you are here or if you're watching via replay either way I'd like to start with answering one question. 
okay? On a scale of zero to 10, zero being terrible and 10 being just, I am so good at this that I never have to think about it. I've mastered it, right? On that scale of zero to 10, where would you rate yourself in your capacity to stay calm and get to a resolution that works. There we go. I'm gonna be sharing a framework with you guys and then I'd like you to think of that number again at the end, okay? Here's the framework. The framework that is gonna give you hopefully a new way of looking at these issues is made up of three parts, okay? Number one, the first part is context. And I'll explain each part in a minute. Number one is context, okay? Number two is process, okay? So we, and I'll tell you what each one means. Number one is context, number two is process, and number three is resistance. So let's look at each of these three parts of this new framework. Context means the container in which you are holding that conversation in your mind. A container in which you're going to hold that conversation. When we don't have a container or a context, then small things in the conversation, like somebody's facial expressions or the words that they used or didn't use or the tone with which they said something or didn't say something. All of these relatively minor things, and I say minor because later on, you know, 10 years down the line, it won't matter. But in the moment, we get very carried away and very reactive to these things, right? So when we don't have a context that is a container, we get really influenced by these small things, tone and the word that they should have used and shouldn't use and body language and whatever else. So your job is to set a container that is, and listen to this, this is the most important part, big enough to not get crushed with either um, you know a facial expression a thought or a word either from you or the other person okay so small changes in word facial expression or even a thought in your head should not be able to crush that context. That's the kind of context you want to set. I'll give you an example. If I set a context with my daughter, I'll actually give you a real life example. I usually put my daughter to bed. That's a thing that, you know, I, I do, right? And my uh, spouse, my wife actually spends more time with her in the morning because I'm not a morning person and my spouse is not a night person. So it works perfectly, right? And when I put Gia to bed, most of the time she's, she's fine. 
sometimes she has those nights, as all toddlers do, where she just will not go to bed. Right? She's like thinking of a thousand excuses. She's whining. She's throwing things. She's rolling around on the floor. She's trying to run out. I mean, you know, we're all exhausted. She's exhausted. I'm exhausted. We are sort of skating on thin ice with each other <laughs> sometimes by the end of the day. And I noticed that the context that I had set, and I didn't realize this until I had a couple of days where I was snippy, okay? And then I realized that the context that I had set was one of efficiency. I am a person who's efficient, and I'm gonna efficiently put her to bed in a loving way, but efficiently, and that was the context. Now, the problem with that is that sometimes it's not gonna be efficient because she is four. I mean, she's three and a half, barely four. So like I said, someday she's not going to know how to be efficient. And so when I set that frame, I get impatient because my focus is on being efficient. And I wanna be efficient and loving and she's not letting me, you know? So, this context was not able to hold, wasn't strong enough and big enough to be able to hold small disappointments, irritations, and changes in routine. So after thinking about this, I reset my context. And here's how I want you guys to think about context. It's got to have three elements to it, okay? One, it's got to be something that is long-term, meaning it's not a, did it work or not today? It's got to be something that you can say, yes, that is true for me today, and it'll probably be true for me when I'm 90 years old. Okay, it's long-term, which means that you can withstand day-to-day -day fluctuations in mood and tone and whatnot. So it's got to be long-term. It's got to be aligned with your values. Okay. And third, it's got to be something that feels really strongly a yes in your body. So going back to putting Gia to bed, I changed my context and I had to play around with the words until it met all three criteria. It's long-term, it's associated with my values and it felt like a yes in my body. And the context that I set was, I have all the time in the world and whatever she is up to in the moment is where I need to be, to be with her and be there for her and help her regulate and teach her in whatever way she shows up in any moment. Because I have ample time and that, that is how my, I want my love to show up for her. This is something that is in alignment with my values. It's long-term. Notice it's not about whether I put her to bed successfully today or not. It is a container for that relationship that is much longer term, meaning I, I could agree with that sentence and feel like it's a yes in my body even when I'm 90 years old and she is... 50, right? Even then, 
if I'm able to, and I have the cognition, I would want to be there for her and have ample time to allow her to show up however she shows up in the moment and love her with expansiveness in that moment. When I took on that context, it was, it, first of all, it felt like a yes in my body and it was big enough that it wouldn't get lost when we had a difficult night and she was having a hard time and she was rolling around on the floor and couldn't relax, right? Even that moment felt expansive and full of love and I was able to be fully present and that moment was perfect. It was perfect. It was exactly what it needed to be. Interestingly, when I changed my context in that way, my whole demeanor changed. The way in which we related to each other during those difficult nights changed. It didn't even, it, it went from a difficult night to beautiful moments actually. And interestingly, the efficiency took care of itself. She calmed down and went to bed much easier when I changed my context to this powerful, um, I felt ease in my body. That's the most important thing. It's not just what I'm saying. It's that I felt love and ease in my body. Okay. So I want you to take a relationship, take a recurrent stuck problem or recurrent argument where you see things differently in that relationship. And then think about what context do I usually hold? And you'll see that it's likely narrow and weak in that it can, it easily collapses and gets mad or gives up or gets snippy or um, becomes resistant really quickly when the other person does their usual thing where they roll their eyes or they say that snippy thing or they shut down and whatever they do, right? Whatever they typically do in that argument, the minute they do that thing, if your context is not big enough, you will collapse and go back into your side of the typical pets. Okay? So number one is context. And within that context, there is a, I'm the kind of person who, or this is how I'm going to show up. And it's not something that you just say like positive, right? It's something that you deeply believe right here, right now in your body. It's not something that you hope to be. It's something that you're like, yes. Like when I say, this is how I want to be as a parent, I'm not like, oh, I hope someday I'll be like that. It's like, yes, absolutely. I already am that and I believe it already. Okay, so context. The second thing, so take a moment, pause the video right now. Don't just listen to this while you're multitasking. It will not work. You need new ways of being and showing up and new words being spoken in these repetitive situations. 
And the only way to do that is to pause this and apply it. Newness doesn't come out of the same old thinking. Okay? So don't just listen to it, but keep doing the same thing and thinking the same thing. Pause the video and spend a couple of minutes writing out a context and rewriting and rewriting until it's long-term, it's aligned with your deepest values and you feel like a yes in your body. And you know that then it is big enough to hold small fluctuations, day-to-day -day annoyances. Do that now. Please, I beg you, do it now. Okay, next is process. The way that the process can be new in old arguments is for you to slow it down. And the best way I've learned to slow something down is to force myself to actually reflect back to the other person the needs and feelings that I am hearing in their words. Not the words themselves. So maybe somebody says, whatever, you don't, you don't care. You don't care about anyone but you. Right? Instead of my typical reaction, why would you say that? How, like, you're the one who's acting like a jerk right now, blah, blah, blah. I train myself to listen for the feelings and needs underneath. So I might say, you feel like I don't care. And you really, really wish to feel like, feel that feeling of caring. Am I getting that? That's, is that how it feels like for you? Notice I'm reflecting back feelings and needs. I'm not putting my words. I'm not like, sounds like you just need to be right. That's my story. I'm taking exactly what that person said and just peeking underneath. I'm not putting my story on it. So that's the best way I've learned to slow down the process is I need to keep reflecting back what am I hearing underneath in terms of feelings and needs? Sounds like you're feeling kind of sad and misunderstood. And you really, really need to feel like I care and I understand where you're coming from. Am I getting that right? Notice feelings, needs, I'm reflecting back and I'm asking did I get that right? Why? Because one, it slows down my jumping back with my side of this usual dance. It slows me down. That's the most important thing. Yes, it also slows the other person down, but primarily I'm doing it to slow myself down. Okay? Second, because listening is the most magical lever in communication. It's not actually what we say or how we say it or who we say it to. It is how we listen. Listening can change a spiraling, going down conversation into a better one. Instantly, you can pull it up. Just the way you listen. Listening is the lever that makes you a powerful communicator. 
not your speaking. Please hear this. Okay, so process is about slowing it down. And you slow it down by forcing yourself to actually reflect, but not in your head. You actually have to say it out loud and asking if you got it right. When you do that, you slow down your side of this reactive cycle and you actually slow them down too because they're used to you coming back with the usual, you know, batting the ball back a certain way. And when you break that pattern and you do it by slowing it down in this way, the other person is caught off guard and they slow down as well. Their defenses come down, their physiology settles. Whenever someone feels understood, or even when we feel like somebody's trying genuinely to understand us, genuinely, our physiology settles down. The sympathetic arousal goes down. So you're slowing both of you down, which is in that slowing is where new things can happen. Right? So that's the process is slowing it down by reflecting and asking if you got it right. Let's say you do that and they say, yeah, I mean, of course I think you're selfish. You, you are like, for example, I was working and you just came in here and started talking, blah, blah, blah. You reflect back again. Okay. You feel like I selfishly also came in and you really, sounds like you really wanted me to respect your time. You're wanting to feel like your time matters. Did I get that right? Notice you're not saying, yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm a disrespectful person. You don't need to agree with their assessment of you. You just need to understand, am I getting the lay of the land correctly? That's all. You're not agreeing, you're understanding. Okay? Sort of like if somebody said something in a foreign language to you, you're just like, wait, what? And trying to understand. You're not, you don't even know yet whether you understand. Without understanding, how can you decide whether you agree or not? Many of us jump into agreeing or disagreeing even before we fully get what's being said here. So that's the second step. In this new way of doing the old argument, the second step is slowing down the process by reflecting. The third step is why you are listening you need to be in contact with yourself. Many of us lose touch with ourselves because we go off into our stories and jump down somebody else's throat and try to analyze what they're saying and tell them what they should and shouldn't say and what they should feel and shouldn't feel and remember the time that you did this 10 years ago and remember when we were on our honeymoon, remember your mom said this and we just go off into the past or the future or into the other person's um, inner world, trying to control it. 
we need to stay centered with ourselves okay and in this third part how do you listen while staying centered with yourself there are three tips i want to give you here one is to be aware of your breathing okay when you notice yourself losing track and going off into your story instead of asking yourself okay what is that person feeling what is the need what is the feeling what is the need let me reflect back like when you start losing track of that and you're going off into your story come back and fill your attention with your breath you can still be listening but fill your attention with your breath it'll instantly calm you down second is move you can just get up and stretch get a glass of water and sit back down you can still be listening you can even rub your eyes and keep listening movement helps us come back to this moment because it's got sensory information right because usually when we're getting agitated we are not in the moment we are in the past or we're in the future or we're in somebody else's psyche and getting upset but you shouldn't say it you should have said it that way so to come back to your body in this moment use your breath use movement even subtle movement just rubbing your eyes a bit looking away and getting a glass of water and coming back and if you really need it ask for a bathroom break honey i want to i definitely want to hear this can you hold on for 30 seconds i just need to pee okay take a bathroom break movement and the third one is self talk which is to hold your context i am committed to building relationships I'm committed to building this relationship. Even if we never see each other again, I want to leave this conversation having built the relationship. Let's say that is your context. Notice how it is strong enough to hold small rolling of the eyes. So you repeat that context in your mind. as a self talk it also helps you stay on track right if you are your context is to leave the relationship better than you found it even if you never agree on this issue you're determined to leave the relationship better and build it then the words you choose and where you focus on will be different So those are the things that I want to leave you with today. I'm going to do another live where you actually go and practice this first and then you come and tell me how did it go and where did you get stuck? And then I'll show you how to actually resolve that issue. Whatever that issue is, maybe you know, you like to be on time and your spouse is always running late. 
or maybe you um, don't want your mom to give your children candy when she takes care of them and she does or maybe your um, sister uh, talks down about physicians when you guys get together for family gatherings and you get defensive and that's always a thing between you both. Whatever it is, right? Just approach the next time you have that conversation, approach it with the context and the process that I shared with you today. You're not trying to resolve it yet. You actually cannot solve anything in a new way until there's been a new feeling for both people in that conversation, until there's been a new and better feeling between both people in that conversation, there will not be any new solution. So if you rush to try to get the solution that you want, you'll end up in the same predicament that you always have. So we're not even going to go to the solution. I'll do another Facebook Live to show you how to actually come to a solution that works for both. But you can't get there without practicing context and process. So your only goal is to leave the conversation with a better feeling than you usually do. And the way to get there is to think about what is my context and remember the three things that it has to fit long term values feels like a yes in your body and is strong enough to not get crumpled with small annoyances day-to-day -day context and it's you've got to write it out in different ways until it satisfies all of these criteria and feels like a yes in your body then process is about slowing it down and reflecting and reflecting and reflecting and reflecting and reflecting needs and feelings. And number three, how do you stay connected with yourself while you're listening and reflecting? Is by using breathing, your breath, movement, and reminding yourself in your mind about your context, your powerful, long-term, steadying context. So I want to leave you with these three things. I promise you, if you really take this to heart and try to apply it in your next conversation, difficult conversation, especially repetitive ones, you will already have a breakthrough. Even without having come to a solution, you will have a shift. <laughs>